Okay, cool. A podcast about life as an artist, specifically an emerging artist. The ins and outs, the ups and downs, the day-to-day behind-the-scenes stuff. The good, the bad, and everything else in between. All right, let's go. Well, hello. Hello there. And how are you? Wonderful. How are you? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I'm having a great week. Tell me all about it. What's going on? Okay. So I've fully committed to being nicer to me this year and prioritizing my mental and physical health. Love it. Everything will go along with that. And so I just started. um, So in the past, I know like the most successful times in my life, I had like this morning ritual that involved exercise. And so I got back to that, which is huge. Like, I know it makes such a difference. And yet, it's one of those things that will easily drop off. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard to... It's hard to keep it going because it just takes one day and then poof, you haven't done it in weeks. It's, it's true. And I don't know why, why that is exactly, but I know it's been true in my life. So, but I also know that when I do it, I just, the rest of the day goes, so I'm more productive. I'm happier. I'm nicer. Everything is just better. So I had to make it a priority and you know, we talked in the last episode and you were like sort of on the same, but not like, okay, but I'm going to lose this amount of weight or I'm going to do that. Like, I don't, it's not for that. It's just for, that's a nice side effect if that happens. But the focus for me is just like mental clarity and stabi- stability and feeling better physically. Like, you know, my yeah. kids, I want to do stuff with my kids and play with the dog and I just need the physical endurance and energy to be able to do that and so yeah I just feel like there's just a real shift just in one week of being committed to that so great so that's good how about you um I feel like I'm the exact opposite this week I have been just like I don't know with the pandemic and everything I think all of my feelings kind of come in waves and last week I just like got hit with a big wave of like, oh my God, I'm so isolated. I don't know if I have anything to look forward to. Um, I'm like really missing community. I'm missing like the possibility to like connect with people. Not even just like, I'm going to hang out with these people and we're going to have a great connection. Just like, ooh, I'm going to go out into the world and maybe I'll have like a genuine connection with another human being. Um, so I struggled with that this week, but I'm also kind of trying to get back on the horse of, um, stretching every day. And just before you called, I finished my little stretch video. And of course, just like you said, you know, you feel better. The day feels easier. Um, you can see your little tiny improvements here and there. So trying to fresh, fresh week. I'm I'm doing all the the little things that I know that I should be doing to try and feel a little bit better this week. Yeah, and I feel like I feel that's good. I'm happy to hear that. But I feel like we're like you're behind me because all of what you felt, don't you remember like before Christmas? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh my god. 
Well, that makes sense. You're closer to the ocean, right? So the waves hit you first. Oh, yes, of course. The waves always hit me first over here and by the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, seriously, like, I just, and I know what you mean about the waves, because I was totally... Like all of last year really felt like more like a roller coaster. Actually, I'd be like, up, oh, something great would happen. And then it would be like a hard fall. And yeah. I would be deep in my own feelings and just was claw- trying to claw my way out. And I just wasn't doing any of the things to help me really get out. I was just sort of waiting for this magical feel good vibe to catch me by luck somehow. And now I'm like, you know what? I know the things that will give me that feel good vibes. And so I need to prioritize doing those things instead of just waiting magically for it to show up once in a while, you know? Yeah. It's hard though. It's hard. I know it's effort. (laughs) I got to get up an hour earlier and blah, blah, blah. So I'm hoping that I can keep it going, but you know what? Every day is a win. And so one weekend, a week of wins, going to try to build on that speaking of wins how did you do with your assignment how was your homework oh my god okay so can I tell you how much I love this oh my gosh yeah really I'm such like a school nerd if I like the subject yes (laughs) I was like an A student in the classes I enjoyed and like a (laughs) barely see in the classes I was not into I vibe Um, with that yeah (laughs) so anyway this I thought was really fun because well I'd never done it before number one so it's my first time through and I don't know you know last week when you went into the whole 20 words um, explanation so yeah if anybody is listening this week and didn't listen last week go back and listen to the end because Jade gave us this exercise that that we could do to improve our artistic writing. So anyway, I, yeah, it was a little resistant. I, even <laughs> last, I was like, I like it, but I don't know, this is going to be hard. And how do I do that? And anyway, so, and then magically, because I'm in the flow of magic this week, I just said, let it, just let it be, Celine. Stop overthinking it and trying to perfectionize that's a new word I just made up yeah um you know because that's my tendency like if I can't do it perfectly I don't want to do it and I was like I'm not sure if I'm doing it right and I just said screw it I'm just gonna do it the way she suggested and if we talk this week and she's like you did it all wrong then I'll I'll redo it like whatever what's really gonna happen if I screw it up right like nothing literally nothing yep so I did it and it was fun And it really made me have to think about, you know, my work and why I make it and all that good stuff. So what about you? Because you've done it before. Um, It was actually really nice for me as well. And I kind of, I didn't want to like cheat, even though there are literally no rules. Um, So the way that I went about it was I kind of just like off the top of my head, wrote a list of words, like kind of as quickly as I could. Um, And then I went back and looked at my 20 words Pinterest board from 2016, I think. um, And like, just looked to see what the overlap was. And then kind of started with 
the overlap to see what words were still kind of important and relevant for me and then kind of built on it from there. Okay. So before we dive into our list, did you find there was a lot of overlap? Like, are you still feel that's, I'm, I would love to do this a few years from now and sort of have that to look back and be like, Oh, okay. I still feel this way. Or, Oh no, I didn't. Did you feel a lot of, yeah, I feel like, um, more than, I would say like more than 75%, there was overlap. However, I'll say that with the caveat of my understanding and my feelings towards the words have kind of grown and evolved, which is interesting. Um, And then I kind of have new words that encompass like little clusters of words. So I can see on my old Pinterest board that I was kind of reaching for concepts I wasn't familiar with yet. And now through like my research and my work and just, you know, living life and consuming information, I kind of understand how all of those words like fall into a cluster. And then that cluster has like an actual ism behind it. Interesting. Yes. So what I think we should do, because I really want to hear your words. um, How about I'll tell you my words and you kind of like, pick out your top five or whatever and then I can dig a little deeper on my words and then I'll hear your words and same thing I'll kind of pick out the ones that stand out to me and we can dig a little bit deeper coming at you I have reflection nature belief irreverence connection narrative oddities pastiche introspection process subvert Bathos, bell laid, vulnerability, intimate, formalism, mourning, sexuality, visceral, tempered. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I did it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) There's no wrong. There's no wrong. There's no wrong. Do you want do you wanna tell me yours and we can go back or do you wanna pick out I was right. Re- I wrote a few down that really stuck out to me as you okay. were speaking. Okay. But, um, yeah. Okay. So here's my words. Okay. Ready? Yep. Okay. Vibrant, pop, colorful, bright, bold, boom, rule breaker, fresh, detailed, crisp. Happy, stylized, slash stylish, fantasy, punchy, wild, creamy, touchable, and my two personal favorites, which are not actually words, really, is 80s and 90s. Okay. So here, just before we go a little deeper, so, and not to throw shade at anyone, including you. (laughs) (laughs) okay but so when I was doing it and when we talked last week and I guess that was um part of my concern is I didn't want to like think colorful but oh no colorful is a too basic word so I'm going to go through my thesaurus and find like a better word that sounds more fancy like I just decided no I'm going to use the words that I would actually use like in a conversation if I was talking to somebody yeah, right I think now. that's great. Like, I think that's you know, great. In the, 
in the, this is where I'm at right now. Um, and so I just wanted to use those words instead of trying to find fancier words. Does that make sense? That's, that's, that's great. That's, this is okay. your, this is your vocabulary. This is your vernacular. This is, this is for you. So it's yes. what makes sense for you. Right. Exactly. So I just, yeah, that's why that's the way I went. That, that was my thought process when I was doing the words. I just wanted to just be truly authentic. So I went with those. So anyway, um, that being said, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, when you were listing your words, cause I'm like, whoa, those are big words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very wordy though. I am very wordy. I'm very verbose, if you will. Yes, I like it, though. I like it. It suits you. Okay, so shall I throw, like, one in Honestly, you'd probably have to reread me your list, like, three times so I could catch them all. But I'm just going to go with the first ones that really popped out at me, since that's what we're going to try to do today. Yep. Okay. So number one, pastiche. Yep. Literally have never heard the word in my life. Oh, okay. Well, let's uh, talk about it really quick. So a pastiche is like a reference, a recreation, an imitation. Um, so it's like, um, it's, it's like a reference, it's a redo, it's an adaptation. So I really like the idea of pastiche because I use a lot of historical references in my work. Okay. Um, so like a lot of religious iconography, um, things that are very specific to specific area eras and I'm kind of redoing them in my own style. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like using that imagery and then deploying it in your own way for your own reasons. And I feel like pastiche can be a good word or a bad word. Um, it can be like, this is like a full out you're copying me or appropriating my, my culture, my work, my whatever, or it can be like, this is like those, those stained windows are a pastiche of like Byzantine Catholic window. No, I don't know. My references are all out of whack right now. You, you get the gist. You get I the wouldn't gist. know the difference. So yeah. it's all good. Okay, good. That helps. See there, I'm learning already. So the way and the, um, the exercise was to directly correlate it to a specific thing. So when you were just talking about like religious icons and things like that, like, is that how you're connecting it within your work? So my specific reference just for this exercise was, yeah. um, it's actually a fashion photo from the house of Enid, which is like really hot right now. Um, but it's like a very contemporary, um, photo of two models with really cute halos around their heads so the next word that jumped out for me was vulnerability love it um so vulnerability uh the state of being vulnerable or exposed uh the ability to expose delicate and precious parts of oneself so something that is really important in my practice um, is kind of sharing thoughts and feelings with people, exploring kind of difficult emotions. Um, and I think that vulnerability for an artist is a really big strength. So 
um, that's really important in my practice for me, at least is to try and keep that, keep that vulnerability, um, and let people in through the artwork. Cool. And what was your direct reference? So this is a photo of Julia Kozerski, Kozerski, um, and she is an, a photo artist who did a series about her, her weight loss. Um, and I think she lost, I think she was over 300 pounds maybe or more and lost half of her body weight. So these are a series of nude images and videos of just like her and her body um, and what it looks like now after that kind of dramatic weight loss um, and what it's like to go through a big bodily change like that. Just like all of the all of the cultural and societal things that go into weight loss and things like that. So I just think it's a really powerful series um, that explores a lot of difficult things. And I commend her vulnerability. Yeah, no kidding. It sounds super vulnerable. Do you follow Brene Brown at all? I don't think so. She talks a lot about vulnerability and it's really interesting, actually. Um, I can't think of, she has multiple books. I can't remember which book in sp- specifically, but I know there's one out there like that's geared tra- directly at vulnerability and it's very interesting. I think you might like it, so when I remember what it is I'll share that with you amazing can't wait the next one that I think I will ask you about is sexuality Ooh, yes so this is not as present in my current body of work or at least not at the the forefront um but something that I mean I've always been really interested and open about sexuality and sex positivity and body positivity. Um, and I think our, our bodies are really interesting things to explore. And in a lot of my work before this, I had elements of um, that like reference genitalia or like sexual intimacy. Um, and it's definitely like, you know, a lot of my pieces end up looking pretty vaginal, um, which isn't necessarily sexual, but um, I think it goes back to like those, like this is where the kind of grouping thing comes together. So like, I think sexuality and intimacy and vulnerability um, mm-hmm. kind of all go hand in hand. And I'm always interested in exploring that. And I'm interested in kind of subverting expectations and challenging people's conceptions about sexuality. That's something that's always, always held my interest. Ooh, subvert was another one. Yeah. So for sexuality, I have um, an image of a painting by Ivan Oliphant. Um, Mm -hmm. And I can, I'll I'll link it. Um, He does some really, really stunning, stunning intimate portraits. Um, And then subvert was the other one. And this is, again, um, another painter, Cicely Brown. One, one of my favorite paintings by her is called Sweetie. And she has this, like, really beautiful abstract way of painting where um, it's kind of shapes and forms. And then these bodies kind of come into focus. 
lots of lots of sexy sexy bits after the images come into focus um and i just again i like i like the softness of bodies with um you know the rawness of sexuality those types of things so that's that's that (laughs) well yeah anything else or is that that's the yes there's more okay 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 the next two, I'm going to tell you both, and okay. you can either talk about both or you can pick one. It's totally up to you. So I have belief and irreverence. Ooh, okay. Um, I mean, I can do, I can probably do both pretty quickly. Um, belief for me is uh, how what we believe impacts who we are and how we la- relate to the world around us. So in in my most recent body of work, color worship, um, I'm playing a lot on a lot of that religious iconography. Um, but I think it extends beyond religion while also being rooted in religion because I, for me, I'm not a religious person, but I've always been really interested in systems of belief. Um, so like when I was a kid, I was really jazzed on going to different churches with my friends so like mm-hmm. I had a Jehovah's Witness friend a Catholic friend a Christian friend um those are all Abrahamic religions but I'm from a very small town um, and like you know I I was never baptized my family never went to church but I was really interested in organized religion and how people kind of live their lives through these ideas and I think for me, what it feels like at the root of it is people just trying to understand themselves and understand the world that they live in. So, um, and I think that is a really big part of art as well. Like everything is kind of a lens through which you can see and a lens through which you can be reflected. Um, So I'm really interested in how people construct their beliefs and how that impacts how they navigate the world. Yes, I love that. I can relate too because I'm not religious either. But, and I only went once with one friend and I can't even remember what type of church it was, but I was dying to like go to church. People were going to church. I wanted to know what this was about. And and even though now I'm not religious, as I said, I do still want to do that like I just am curious like you are about you know how and why people are drawn to these groups I guess for lack of a better yeah word yeah it's very interesting (laughs) my mom called it affectionately kids cult when we would go to like (laughs) like youth group (laughs) the bus is here for kids cult you're gonna miss the kids cult bus Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. All right. Good. Okay, now, before we move on to me, the only thing I wanted when you suggested five, that's fine. But I want to know, is there a word that you really want to talk about that I didn't write down, that I didn't pick out? I think one of the most important ones that I kind of learned this year was maybe the most seemingly boring word, which is formalism. Mm. which is a literary theory. Um, And I'll read the quote that I have on my little Pinterest board here. Um, 
and this is from a book about literary theory that I've, I've gotten into. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the act of defamiliarization, which is a big part of formalism, um, is kind of like a big credit to the theory of formalism. So defamiliarization, by which they mean that such literature presents objects or experiences um, from such an unusual perspective or in such an unconventional and self-conscious language that our habitual, ordinary, rote perceptions of those things are disturbed. We are forced to see things that had become automatic and overly familiar in new way- in new ways. So that is like my practice like all I want to do is present people with ideas that they're that they feel like they're familiar with and kind of tweak them in a way that they can see them in a different light and in seeing them in a different light they can see themselves in a different light yeah that's interesting gonna have to re-listen and think about that more but yeah it's pretty it's pretty dense um and I definitely had to read that section of the book like three or four times but oh my god did it ever get me jazzed (laughs) (laughs) good okay yeah I like it okay are you are you ready ready for for me for me to come at you yeah did you need me did you get some I got got them I got them you got them okay okay I want to Hear your thoughts on stylized. Okay. So a word stylized or stylish, like as an aesthetic. So I'm really interested in that, like paring things down. So in a stylized way, a lot of the things that interest me, like when I, so when I was making my Pinterest board, so some of my, um, my more images really that, I considered stylized. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. So like his movies have a very stylized aesthetic that I really like. Um, other things that came to me was uh, similar, like a movie I loved from childhood was um, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. And the opening scene, if you're familiar with that movie, when they're all coming out of their like pastel houses with pastel cars and just this sort of I just really like that aesthetic so yeah so stylized I see my work as and same like some of the one of my biggest references as um, an artist is Tamara Dillon Pinka who was very famous in the 20s and she had a very stylized approach so that's one that I really feel reflects my work okay great um let's let's see give me give me creamy elaborate on creamy creamy is just people have told that to me and it stuck out in my mind and working with oil paints I really love I just love the texture I love the creaminess I love that I can work the paint for a long time and then the fact that people have told me that they see they see that richness and the creaminess in the finished product mm-hmm. so that's why that that word word stuck out to me a little bit all right do you have what's your reference for that do you have any references for that just the actual 
oil paints themselves was okay. just my reference. Just squeezing it out because up until recently, I had never worked with oil paints. I had always worked with stuff that was more, quote unquote, normal or accessible. So like watercolors and acrylic. And it wasn't until I, I felt like I would battle with those mediums a lot as much as I really see the benefits to them and like them for certain things. I could never do with the paint what I wanted to do because mm-hmm. it just didn't have that creamy texture. It would just dry too quickly and I couldn't like move it around and manipulate it like I can with the oil paint. So right. Yeah. The actual paints themselves is my reference. Okay. Uh, what about rule breaker? Rule breaker. Okay. So I do not have the privilege of a university art education, but I did get to go to an arts high school. And so one of the things there, of course, is they teach you all the rules and all the laws of this and that and perspective. And it's all great. But I remember one teacher um, stated to me a lot that, you know, we have to learn all the rules because then later you can go ahead and break them all. Yes. But it's once you know the reasons why you're doing such and such a thing, then it makes more sense to go ahead and break them. So I really love that concept. And then again, a lot of the artists that I had knowledge of um, growing up, which helped me just my gateway into the art world um, was people in pop culture. So Andy Warhol, and I believe the internet can be wrong, but sometimes I think it's, he was the one that said art is whatever you can get away with. So like breaking the rules, doing whatever you want. And I just really like that. So in my work, I chop off body parts and I hate in high school we would do a lot of um life drawing mm-hmm. and I would draw the figure because I love the figure and then they would always harass me about well what's going on in the background and blah 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 and I'm like it's boring back there it's messy yeah. <laughs> people on donkeys doing their drawing I, I don't want to draw that worry about <laughs> yeah so I thought it was always like a cop out to just focus on the main and forget about the background but now I feel like you know what my backgrounds to my figures are very plain on purpose because a I use the background color to create that pop or contrast with the focus and I just like the simplicity of it so I was just yeah breaking the rules and doing whatever I want love it love it Okay. And then I'm going to, I'm going to give you one last one. And then I want to (laughs) uninvitedly (laughs) give you a good critique on your words. Okay. So absolutely. We're here to learn. (laughs) Okay. So tell me more about boom. Okay. Boom. You picked all the ones that I don't even really like. like okay. Well then, and then, okay. <laughs> tell me boom. And then tell me one that you like, and then I'm going to talk to you about what I'm seeing. Okay. Uh, boom is just back to my whole pot. It's sort of where you had clusters of words. It was back connected to like boom, pow, pop from pop art, mm-hmm. which is something I a, am interested in. 
and um, connect with because it is based on like modern popular culture and mass media and those are what I what heavily influenced my art and okay so I'm just going to carry on with one that I like in relation to that is fantasy because for me actually recently I was asked the question like you know why or what's the cause or whatever behind or what's the deeper meaning and that sort of thing and for me honestly like fashion is fantasy to me it always has been from the time I was a little girl and you would dress up in costumes at Halloween I love Halloween because of costumes and my mom's clothes and I would obsess over fashion magazines and costumes and movies it just took me to a place that I couldn't actually get to and um yeah so I just it's an escape for me I don't feel like there's necessarily this like super deep quote-unquote meaning except that in everyday life, it's hard and art can be an escape and it can be, you know, this pop of color and joy in your life. And that's for me, fashion is that. And so I really aspire to create that in my work. And then my specific reference for fantasy, it was hard to pick because obviously there's so much fashion out there and movies with incredible fashion but the big one was actually um I was obsessed with the never-ending story as a child did you ever see this movie I'm literally the like rock biter that's me (laughs) (gasps) love this movie (laughs) okay so I was sort of doing a bit of a deeper dive related to our 20 words and I had to Google it again and look at all the images and what was it that I like was so obsessed about and it was the fantasy. And anyway, I'm just going to read you a little bit um, in case you haven't ever seen the movie so that you have a better understanding of, I think, why I was so taken with it. So anyway, it says Fantasia, that's like where this takes place. Fantasia represents humanity's imagination and is without boundaries. The nothing is a manifestation of the loss of hopes and dreams. So for me, fashion is like imagination. There are no boundaries. And then the nothing, sort of referencing back to our very first conversation, I'm always trying to look for joy and happiness because I feel like that the nothing can creep in and take over. So I'm just constantly working to have joy and color and brightness and life and aspiration and fantasy in my world and in my work. Amazing. I also really love (laughs) the never ending story. And do you want to hear the pickup line I made up for if you ever meet a cute boy named Sebastian? (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I need to hear the cute pickup Sebastian line. <laughs> Boy, you got me feeling like a childlike empress because all I want you to do is call my name, Sebastian. 
say it again. I'm laughing too hard. The last one to go. Call my name, Sebastian. Oh my god, that is so good, Jade. Oh, I just have all the like all the feels. Oh, did you ever use it? Uh, no. I feel like I tried one time, but I was too drunk. I couldn't get the words out. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. That's so good. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) No problem. Okay. 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 Back back to business. Back to business. Okay. Back to business. So I love that you went through this. I think it's really great. As an outsider, I want you to think about the fact that in all of this, not one of your words is fashion or textiles or adornment. So that's interesting I, to me. Well, I did have, so I had a few, like, I tried to narrow it down because I had some, but all of my words, again, specifically in reference to your words, seemed too vague. But um, and fashion, I'm like, well, yeah, it's obvious it's fashion, it's fashion. <laughs> but this is important. Okay, just wait. Before, just let me, just let me barf out all of this stuff onto you. And yeah, then- get it out. Okay, so I think that the words that you chose are really good. I think they're really surface level. And I think that they're, they're um, calling on you for more. So just like the words that I have, after like going through just chatting with you about this, some words that I kind of jotted down were tactile. Um, so that's like you're creamy, you're touchable. Um, textile, because you're using, you know, this oil paint to render textiles. Um, physicality. So you're, you're taking these garments um, and there, it's not just like a painting of a dress on a hanger right you're you're looking for specific movement and draping and there's like a real physicality to your work like it's very you're very intentional with the physical representation of these garments on a body yeah totally um adornment so like you're talking about how like fashion is kind of like freedom and fantasy and um how you can kind of like invoke that in yourself through fashion and that's like by adorning um another thing I thought was really interesting is like you typically paint um in like what is recognizable as like a really feminine form so um like in yes totally like like really really femme forms um and so that kind of leads me to think about um like what your clothes do in terms of performance and gender and I'm not saying that like your work needs to get very political but it is an interesting aspect to see how these fashions relate to our perceptions of gender um and and um just like as a woman when you consume fashion uh like what that looks like and feels like Mm -hmm. um and so there's also like an interest in history and narrative. So a lot of the pieces, I think, um, like a lot of the garments that speak to you from my understanding and what I, like what you and I have chatted about are connected to some sort of history or narrative. So again, it's not just a piece that's off the rack. There's kind of a little bit more to it. 
I love that's so true. I love that because I'm very interested in that. Like I'm very interested in like the life of this object. Yeah, and why the person chose that to wear. You know, like one of the pieces that I had with me in Toronto um, has such an interesting backstory because it was a vintage dress. And the woman who I got the dress from was the niece who had held on to it for all these years because it has this amazing backstory of like overcoming trial and tribulation after trial, like serious, like refugees and hardship and floods and just being poor and and rising above all that. And the dress was the dress that her great aunt wore um, when she graduated high school, which she was the first person in the family to ever do that. And they actually like the whole family saved money and they drove to New York city to buy the dress. And it was like a Vogue miss dress that I got in New York. And anyway, it was just, yeah, you know, the whole, the dress was stunning, obviously. That's why, you know, first it was the visual, but then it was the story that really was like so incredible too. So yeah, you're right. I'm totally into that stuff. And so for me, what that says is that you have an interest in materiality. So like um, the thing I'm most familiar with in terms of materiality is like the materiality of print culture. Um, And that is just kind of like delving into the stories of the materials itself and like their their kind of journey. Um, And I think that that could be something that you could kind of really like sink your teeth into and maybe pull a lot of inspiration from for your work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, totally. And then the other, the final thing is um, just the idea of uh, presence and holding space. So you make really bright, bold work um, and it's big. And I know that for you, one of the reasons that you make it so big is so that you can really hone in on these details Um, but also in doing that you are allowing these images these garments these women these people um to hold a lot of space to occupy a lot of space um and there's meaning in that Hmm. it's like never thought about that but I like that yeah so like when you create these you know 36 by 36 pieces that's that's holding a lot of space um, and that's something that's like interesting to think about. Yeah. Thanks, Jade. No problem. My pleasure. Yeah. So this is what I asked you at the beginning, right? Like when you looked back at 2016, um, the last time you did this. So I'll be curious to do this again in a couple of years and just hold on to my references from today and then see if I if I do have, you know, I wrote down all your words because I'll do a little bit more you know, even deep dive into those ideas because I really like them. So thank you. My pleasure. I'm so happy. Do you feel like this is going to help you in your writing at all? I don't know necessarily. Maybe. I think it's going to take more time for it to sort of really solidify because it was like a week right? from, yeah. you know, presenting this idea for me to do the best I could with 
never having done it before. And then now to like reflect back and marinate on our conversation, what I wrote down, the words you just shared with me, all of that. So yeah, I think this is just something I'm going to have to revisit. And I also think it's going to probably trickle into my subconscious, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So in doing so, then it will probably come out in the writing because it's already in my brain. Exactly. And I feel like it's just um, planting seeds. That's what it is. Totally. Planting seeds. So fun. Yay. I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, it wasn't incredibly painful and that uh, you got some good out of it. Well, it's a little vulnerable, you know, to, to put it out there because especially, yeah, it's just, well, even like you said, you know, back to the art fair reference again standing in front of your work in front of thousands of strainer strangers is vulnerable mm-hmm. and you have to talk to them about your work so even this exercise I feel helps with just that like being able to really understand why you create what you create because at first I didn't think about it I just knew I liked making and I'm like okay I'm going for it. I'm going to start creating again and I'm just going to create what I'm drawn to without really thinking. But, you know, when you try to narrow in on the words, it helps you get to all of that underlying stuff of why I make the art I make and why you make the art you make because it's our life experiences, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think that you, as somebody who's just starting out, like we all have, we all always have a ton to learn. But I think that like you and specifically your practice. um, I just like, I just see it growing so, so much more. Um, And like you, you have such, you have such great skill um, and like such a good eye. And I feel like you also have an interest in like the thought and like the concepts that go into it. So I think that as you start to grow and develop as an artist, like I'm really excited to see where you take it because like, if this, if these are like your first baby steps, like I can't wait to see you run. I have the biggest smile. (laughs) I know people are going to get so sick of us. Like you're so great. No, you're so great. No, you are. Sorry. Don't like it. Don't listen. I guess. I don't know. We're going to attract people who are into this energy so yeah there you go thank you jade i really appreciate that and i've just yeah i'm just learning so much so let's do a little final thoughts on yay or nay for 20 words yay for me i i i'm really happy that i came back to it yay all the way yeah yay all the way for me too i think that everybody you know, our podcast is geared at emerging artists. So if you have never done this, I would suggest you do it. If you can find like a partner to maybe have a discussion back and forth like this, it would be helpful, I bet. Um, And if you've done it before, like Jade has, maybe revisit it. Because I think, yeah, I just think it's really interesting to dig in a little deeper and, and get some, and like I said, get some feedback on it too. So two thumbs up, Jade. Way to go. Yes. And now for a segment we're calling Super Cool. So one, I installed my first solo show. Ah, uh, yeah, you did. How was it? How, how is it going? 
it's going good, I guess. I mean, I haven't sold any work from it yet, but everyone who's been working in the gallery says, has like told me that people are just really into it and super excited to see it. And so that's encouraging. And I get to do an artist talk there um, coming up about my work in front of my work so back to speaking in front of people this will come in handy our little activity we just did because yeah I can use some of that when I'm trying to explain to people what it is that I'm creating amazing so that's super cool and then the other thing that I think is really super cool is I pierced my son's ears whoa (laughs) oh my god cool mom alert well I, I think he's a cool kid alert. like I love this kid he is just something you guys I'm telling you but um yeah so well back in the day when I was an esthetician I would pierce ears but you know you had the big like gun thing yeah. and all that but now you can go to the beauty supply and they have this little like plastic spring-loaded one-time use piercer dang so we picked it up for like 20 bucks. We came home. We did the thing and he shared it live on his chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So anyway, that was my, I just love that. But I love that he trusted me to do it and that he's comfortable wearing diamonds as a 12 year old boy. You know, I love I it. Yeah. Oh, and I thought of, I thought of something. I thought of something. Okay, good. Okay. Um, okay. So something that I am like really excited about that was really cool is my book from Gab Bois, who is an artist uh, who is on Instagram a lot these days. Gab, G-A-B, Bois, B-O-I-S. Um, she did an art book um, of like all of her Instagram posts and photography. Oh my God, what are words? who knows um but my art book my art book came um and it was it it is so beautiful and so lovely um her work is just like so surreal and bizarre and it was just so lovely to sit down with a physical book and my coffee and look at these strange strange images so I recommend checking her out and following the Instagram it was really good Yay. All right. So that's it. We'll talk again next week. All right. Oh, yeah. And and so I'm Celine. You can find me on Instagram at Celine Gabrielle Art or on my website, CelineGabrielleArt.com. And, and I'm JG Sackis. You can find me on Instagram at Color Worship, Canadian Spelling, and on my website, uh, JGSackis.com. If you guys haven't already, you know, you're always welcome to subscribe, share this with your friends. If you do happen to share the podcast on Instagram, make sure you tag us so we can share in our stories too. And if you're feeling really generous with your time and compliments, head over and leave us a review. Sound good? Yeah. See you next week. I'm Celine Gabrielle. 
And I'm JG Sackis. This is Art. Okay, cool. A podcast about life as an artist, specifically an emerging artist. The ins and outs, the ups and downs, the day-to-day behind-the-scenes stuff. The good, the bad, and everything else in between. All right, let's go.